Are you ready to rock and roll? I am ready to rock. I don't know about roll, but yeah, rock for sure. <laughs> why, Jenny? Why? Oh, why? Well, it's a long story. Okay, well, why don't you think about it and we'll, uh, we'll come back to that. Okay, sounds good. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. We know from research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. Today's episode is episode 122 of the Improvement Project podcast. And today we want to dig into the why behind your big dreams. And if you are here and you are listening, we know that you want to up-level your habits or routines to work toward being the best version of yourself. And that is so fantastic. And we are so excited that you are on this journey with us. But why? Why do you want to adopt a new habit or routine? Or why do you want to move away from a particular habit that isn't serving you? The why is often the fuel that will take you through the hard stuff to get you to the finish line. Yeah, that's key. The fuel that'll take you through to get to the finish line. I love that every time. And -hmm. it's true. So when you think about this question, why, the first answer might take you one step of the way there. But I just listened to a podcast a couple of weeks ago that describes an exercise that will encourage you to go deeper into the why of your big goals and dreams. So this exercise is called the seven levels deep exercise. And I heard it described by a guy called Dean Graziosi. And I listened to him on the Gold Digger podcast with Jenna Kutcher. And he told her that uh, this exercise was taught to him by a former mentor, but he uses it all the time and he's kind of become famous for doing this seven level, levels deep exercise. Have you heard mm-hmm. about this before, Jenny? Yeah, we actually um, have used this where I work before. Oh, fantastic. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So we're going to uh, see how we do here. Jenny's up for it. Uh, we're yeah. going to go through this exercise using Jenny as our guinea pig and um, and then we'll see how it goes. And then you'll get a sense of what we mean by the seven levels deep exercise. So I like it. So the seven levels deep exercise can be used to help determine what really drives you to accomplish anything in life. Mm-hmm. This is meant to help you figure out your why, your driving force for success. So what is your want or your desired habit or outcome or your goal? Jen. Okay. So my goal is to incorporate movement, more movement into my life most, and then to quantify that 10,000 steps a day, making sure that I'm getting daily movement. Okay. So that is the first level I asked you. Yeah. Okay. And then why do you want that? I want that because I am now working at home due to COVID 
And now that my workplace is my home, I don't move at all. I go from my bedroom to my office in the front of my house and I don't get a lot of exercise. So I need encouragement to move. Okay. So I'm just going to like kind of take a step back and um, I'll give you sort of the, some of the behind the scenes about this. Often when people go through this exercise, the very first why that they answer is sort of comes out of their head. It's words that they are saying that they know are the answer that they should say that comes out mm -hmm. of their head cerebrally, but it doesn't necessarily dig into or stimulate your physiology in a way that you know that, oh, that's the true deep why. So you've mm -hmm. just said that you're not moving at home and you want to get to the 10,000 steps because now that's you're working at home. So why is movement important to you? Yes. And I'm kind of intentionally kind of peeling back the onion on this one. So the why I need movement is because I know from the last stretch that we had, I would say before summer, how I feel when I don't move. I feel the impact on my physical and mental health. Okay. So that's why I obviously would like to feel good. So, yeah. Okay. So that's number level two. Now we go one level deeper and really ultimately, and now you're catching on if you're listening, yes. it's just, why is that important to you? Why is your mental and physical health important to you? My mental and physical health is important to me because this is interesting. Um, I think because I tangibly know that I don't want to feel bad and that I know I have the control of how I feel. And so if given the opportunity to make that choice, I want to choose to feel good. And I also know that right now in 2020, the odds aren't exactly stacked in our favor to feel great. So I need to double down. Okay. One of the words that stuck out to me there, and it's especially stuck out to me because I know you, what's important about you having control over that? Over what? Over the impact of your mental health as a result of movement and what COVID has done to have an effect on your world. So, sorry. So why, can you say that again? Uh, why is it important for you to have control over your mental and physical health, especially in the time of COVID? Um, I would say that it's important because I think that I have a baseline where I'm maybe more prone to not feeling mentally excellent. And I feel like it is important for me to take care of myself because I've got a little person that counts on me. And as well, not only is it important how I feel, but how I feel has a direct impact on how he feels, which is definitely important for the mental climate of our home. Well, and also I would say that for our listeners, we're getting closer to where it starts to like push the feels hmm. button, right? Like why is it important sure. for you to number one, be healthy. And then number two, set an example for a little person in your life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think I definitely want to, you know, you can teach your kids all sorts of things like reading and all that, but I think modeling 
taking good care of yourself is very important. So that's something that's, I would say, a priority for me. Okay. So not only am I doing it for myself, but also I want him to see that as well. So when we sort of, we're probably five layers deep now. We could probably mm -hmm. go another one. Why is it important for you to model good um, habits to your son? Um, because I definitely, I have that feeling that, you know, I can, I can see how much he's learning right now from just everything. I can see the way he can memorize the characters from Ninjago so easily and recognize little things. So I know he's a sponge and I think it's exciting to think that I could help him shape those thoughts and attitudes at an early age because you know, it makes you interested in yourself. And I mean, I don't really remember, I don't know how much you remember, but I know I have certain ideas around physical activity and all of that from that I assume came from when I was a little kid, but I don't really remember. So I think it's cool to think I can maybe help influence that for him. I love it. So I think we went six, but you get the point of this exercise, I think if you're listening now. And so yeah. Did you know it was going to go that way, Jenny, when I, when we started this process? Did you think probably there was part of your brain that understood that it would come down to like your role as a mom and being a model for your child's habits? I, yeah, I think so. Like I know there's a lot of times that when we are out doing things as a family, whether it's paddleboarding or going for a hike, I kind of laugh at myself because I'm like, I can't believe the things that I wouldn't normally do, but I do out of a thought of like wanting him to have that as his normal and his baseline for what life is like and how you incorporate activity and getting out and doing things. Like before I had him, I did not do things like that ever. Like Ooh. ever, I did not, I did not have a bicycle. I did not paddleboard. I did not go for hikes. Like I didn't do any of that. Like I didn't go skiing or anything. This has been a thing that we've definitely made the conscious choice to model to him that you have an active, healthy lifestyle. Awesome. And do you think, and this is obviously a hypothetical that you can't really go there, but maybe you can. Do you think that if you did not have this child in your life, do you think that you would have the same why for wanting to be physically active or it would be completely different. It would be different. And I think even as I was saying it, I pictured almost like a tree. Like I could go out in a couple different ways around it. And I think, you know, inevitably one of those levels, you know, would kind of maybe go down the mental health route, you know, for even other, you know, reasons why, you know, cause I don't want to feel bad. Cause I, you know, I'll, all of those sorts of things of like why that's important to me. Um, then it could also go down the whole, like I can see how this could easily for me go down the whole kind of like body image, that whole thing and wanting to have a, a way to have and part of having healthy movement in your life in a good way, not in a self punishment way, but in a way that is treating your body good. Mm-hmm you know? So, and it's funny because I can kind of see the link here because I remember reading something about how when we are choosing foods for ourselves, we should think about how we would feed a toddler. And when you feed a toddler, you would not be giving them mini arrow bars from the Halloween pumpkin all day and eating a couple butter tarts. 
I mean, those seem like pretty specific examples. I just off the top of my head. (laughs) I'm wondering if you could wash those down with diet pop. You could, one could, um, but it, for example, in a total hypothetical way, (laughs) but you know, and it's so true. It's like, no, like with a, with a toddler, I would make, and I, with my son, I make very different choices when I'm packing his lunch and, you know, to think about treating yourself like that, like how, and the same goes for physical activity, right? I love that. I'm basically treating myself like a toddler. Okay. Well, I like that. And so if I went back in time now that we've gone through this exercise for you, and then I said to you, Jenny, you've just told me that you want to walk 10,000 steps every day. You told me that it's important for you to have a healthy body and, and better mental health. So what's your why? I would say my why is my mental health and good parental modeling. Okay. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, I think probably the biggest thing that you should take from this is that chances are if you've quote failed in the past at creating a new habit for yourself or moving away from a habit that doesn't serve you, you might have had a moment where cerebrally you were like, Oh, okay. Like I probably should drink more water because I know that having more water in my cells will make me healthier, which means that on some unknown day down the road, I will actually be a lot healthier. Mm -hmm. Instead of thinking to yourself, as Jenny did, well, why is that important? And what is the driving force? What is it in your life that for you would give you the fuel to make it through something that gets hard? Because ultimately, habits are hard, change is hard. So it doesn't matter what your why is, only that it's attached to you. And it's the thing that Mm -hmm. anchors you in moving you forward when things get hard, even when you don't have time or even when you don't have support or even when it feels like everything sucks and you just want to watch Netflix and eat donuts or tiny arrow bars, for example. You know, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Um, I want to share the experience I had with this. And Mm -hmm. it's not a story I've told a ton, but I think it's probably powerful. For me, it was very powerful. So I want to pass it on and hopefully it will be powerful for other people to get a different example. Mm -hmm. So I shared on the podcast last week that I have a big dream. And the big dream is to create an independent, location independent lifestyle for John and I. I want to retire him so we can go snowboarding which potentially might seem silly to some people, but that's my goal and that's my desired outcome. And I went through this seven levels deep exercise and I thought to myself, okay, the reason I want that is because first, here's it coming out of my brain, is that, well, that would be fun. We'd be financially independent. We would be able to like do all sorts of really cool stuff. Travel would be a part of it. But then when it really comes down to the bigger why, because that goal in itself I've wanted for a long time and that, those words I just spoke are not the fuel that will get me to it. So um, one of the things that really what it comes down to is that John and I are, well, he's almost 40 and I'm in my 40s. And mm-hmm. about 10 years ago, we went through a very terrible time where we were trying to have a baby and we went through six years of... Um, all sorts of fertility treatments, five pregnancies, five losses. And it was a time that had, I had no control over. I did the things that I could control, but I had no control over that time. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell the story in more detail someday, but just to give you a sense of the fact that we were going through something awful, 
I felt out of control and I watched the person I love the most go through something that he also had no control over and then be put in a place where now he doesn't have the ability to be a parent is basically the way that it all came out. And so when I was digging into my why and I'm, I get emotional about it and this is why this exercise struck me because as soon as it comes into your physiology, this is when the why gets real. So my why is I felt out of control. I want to be in control. That's number one. I also, and we, and that's such a, that's such a, we all feel that, right? Like that's completely normal. That's what keeps us alive. Right? (laughs) Well, sure. And also, by the way, the thing about this, that's very fascinating when you look at it from, you know, not only pop psychology, but just even common sense when the COVID happened Mm. and I had to not, I couldn't work for three months. I felt out of control again. So it was a trigger for that time. And that whole thing coming back around again, where I was in a space where something hard is happening, I don't have control over it, that fuels my why for wanting to do something different. So that is, for me, a bunch of the layers down, the seven levels deep to understand Mm -hmm. what my why is. And the other one that like, I might get emotional when I say it, but sure, John is my favorite human. And yeah because we no longer can have the legacy of passing our DNA on to the next generation or being parents, mm-hmm. I want to create an opportunity for him to have a legacy that's amazing. And if that means something that's this out of the box awesomeness where I can retire him early, where we can go snowboard, <laughs> where we can do all sorts of fun stuff, then that is a powerful why for me and that is fuel. And so I know now that I have it and I like, yeah. it feels powerful for me. It feels like my, you know, the cell of my rocket ship oh, I know what it is. If I'm having a hard day, I can go to that. Yeah. That will help me to fuel what I need to do in order to make that sort of pipe dream that I've talked about a reality. So I'm, I'm focused and I'm motivated. And, um, I also want to back up for a second because I know that there are people that are listening to this that potentially have gone through really hard struggles, whether it's fertility struggles or otherwise. And I want you to know Mm -hmm. that it sounds as though I'm speaking flippantly a little bit about my experience, but it's difficult for me to share it publicly. And I want to, because I want you to know what's fueling me and how powerful finding your why is another time when I'm ready, I'll dig into that a little bit more and I can share more of that experience if people will find it useful. Um, but in terms of this subject matter of what's driving me, the intensity of that time and those losses and the lack of control that I felt. And then also what's come out of it in terms of where our life is going. And also Mm -hmm. let me say on a positive note, John and I are now in a space many years later, and we are what I call hashtag uh, child-free after infertility and very happy and love our life and love Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that we get to do. And we have lots of little people in our lives to fuel that need for, um, you know, being maternal and paternal in some way. So, um, so that said though, it still is a time in my world that created that out of control feeling that now becomes that rocket fuel. So whatever it is that is your why, whether it's as intense as what I've just described for me, or Mm -hmm. whether it's something that maybe in your mind doesn't seem like that, find the thing that makes your physiology change the thing that makes you go oh like you get like the tears welling up you push the i got the feels button that's usually going to be the thing that's your fuel that's your 
rocket ship that will take you past the hard times, that will allow you to be successful, that will allow you to take on your habits in a way that's more intentional, that you'll actually have good outcome. And it could be the beginning of a tiny habit like drinking water every day, or it could be the big dream for me that is, let's do this thing that I've been thinking about for years. I know my habits are going to help get me there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think that that's um, incredibly vulnerable and generous of you to share that, Peg. So thank you for sharing that with our listeners. I know that that's not easy, but I think it's important because I think going through that exercise and hearing that emotion in your voice, I know that as people ask themselves their own whys, there's a lot of things. And I mean, you know, depending on the topic that we're, you know, you're talking about or the the thing that you're asking the whys about. I mean, anytime that you start to get that lump in your throat, that's, I think, you know, when you're getting to that level, like I know, you know, even for me talking about, you know, wanting to model good behavior, you know, if you feel like maybe you would have liked that to have had that in your life, like that idea of, you know, fitness being a positive thing and, and I don't, not fitness, but, you know, caring for your body and body positivity and all of that. Like, you know, for me, like I definitely can feel like you feel it start to strike a nerve. Right. And I mean, we certainly with what you were saying, heard that. So thank you for sharing that. That's very generous of you to be that vulnerable. Well, thank you for saying that. And also I think probably, you know, I could have pushed you a little farther (laughs) in terms of the vulnerability. I I think most parents can identify with that experience Mm -hmm. of wanting to provide the best experience for their child so that they're going to be healthy and happy in the future. And it's not always easy. So, um, it's so yes, look at us today, like just putting it out there, you know, that's just how we do. That's how we do. All right. Um, we want to know what's your why. So let us know, send us an email to the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com or, uh, let us know on the socials. And also I will, in the show notes, put a link to this seven levels deep exercise. I found it powerful. I really feel like I finally grasped something that was important for me in terms of taking on what are my big dreams and moving them forward. And I hope that it can do the same for you. Excellent. All right. Let's, on, let's move on to a segment that might be a little lighter that we call, ooh, me likey. Peggy and I like to talk to each other about podcasts we've been listening to, books we've been reading, or random internet hilarity that we've found and we feel like maybe you will find it fun too. So each week, each of us will share something that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. What you got? Uh, well, for me, I'm into camping. And um, if you are Record a fan, scratch. <laughs> if you are a fan of the podcast, if you rewind one year to around this time last year, I also had this as my umi likey then, because the weekend that just passed every year for the last six years, John and I have gone camping at McGregor Point Provincial Campground um, on Lake Huron in Ontario, um, near Port Elgin. And we go because they have Halloween camping. And two of our nieces, who are important little people in our worlds, and we want to do everything we can to inject ourselves into their memories, um, we go every year to have the fun times with them. Now, obviously, in the time of COVID, it wasn't the same as it has been in other years because they didn't have 
the trick-or-treating that they normally do but normally every year all of the sites are uh, completely decked out in all of the Halloween um, garb and then kids go around and go trick-or-treating and our nieces love it way more than actual Halloween because it's super fun yeah, I mean, we get dressed cool. up. I was the cookie monster. John was a cookie. It was great. Nice. And in terms of the actual camping in all of the years up until now, we either slept in the truck or in a tent, which is not comfortable, especially when you have to go outside in the middle of the night to pee. Mm -hmm. So uh, we got ourselves a little RV <laughs> camper this past summer. And now I'm an indoor I camper or a glamper. <laughs> It's hot and you've this got is 2020 and this is what people are doing. That's right. You got it's warm in there. You have your toilet with you. You bring your bed and your bathroom with you. I don't even know why anybody would do it any other way. It's amazing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And I think it's so funny because I can see the increase in the number of campers around our neighborhood in people's laneways. Yeah. Like it is hilarious. Like who could have saw this coming that this would be, you know, when you think global pandemic uh, influx of camping. campers wouldn't have been my first thought, but it makes total sense. It's one of the only ways you can vacation right now. And, and that's a pretty sweet camper you've got there. Camping does not even, it's a portable home. It is. It's lovely. And yes. we named her. The camper is called Mabel. Mabel. What a great name. Yeah. Love it. Mm -hmm. Mabel. She's a good lady. <laughs> she is a good lady. She's fantastic. Um, she is. What are you into this week, Jenny? What do you like? I watched a documentary I think last weekend it was. Um, have you heard of this, The Social Dilemma? I have heard about it, but I haven't seen it. You got to watch it. It's really, really good. So The Social Dilemma is a very cool documentary, and it's about kind of technology and social media and the way that it is created to just keep you scrolling. Oh, dear. It's really, really good. And it features a lot of the... Um, tech executives that were involved with the creation of a lot of these pieces of social media. And wow. I mean, it really made me feel better about the struggles that I have sometimes um, with resisting social media. I mean, I had a very uh, difficult battle with TikTok over the summer. As you <laughs> yes, you did. Um, but it really shows you how the odds are stacked against you in terms of trying to break with that scroll and how powerful how hard they work to keep you scrolling and how the whole engine of that machine is your eyeballs and the ability to keep you engaged. It, oh my gosh, it blew my mind, but yeah. And there's some parts of it that I would like to find out more about, but in general, I really liked it. And I think it was a good thing to watch to keep you mindful of your relationship with your device and with social it doesn't end like it's not one of those things saying like never use it. It's just be mindful of it. And it really drives home the point that with social media, you are the product. Your eyeballs are the product that is being sold to advertisers. And this sounds very like conspiracy theory. Like, no, but, that's but it, real. It just, that's it real. just is what it is and how hard they work to keep your eyeballs attached. And it, I don't know, I think it was a very good awareness tool. Okay. I definitely have to watch it and uh, stay tuned for about 35 seconds from now when we talk about my learn, because it's going to be related to that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that said, let's move on to you win or you learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there was cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits or 
They may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. And I'm up for the win this week. Okay. And I was talking a, a little bit earlier in the why exercise about uh, movement and daily activity. And that's what my win is related to. So it's very much top of mind right now. So I presently have a string of 35 days of getting 10,000 steps per day with using my little step tracker. It's a very, very basic step tracker. Woo-hoo! It doesn't do Amazing. much, but it counts my steps and I'm not, <laughs> I can't verify for its accuracy, but it's helping me stay active. And for that, I am so grateful. Um, I feel a tangible difference Amazing. in my body, in my mind. I feel so much better doing this. Um, I think that this watch is kind of perfect for my personality and habits tendencies um, because as we've talked about, I'm a little bit more of a lone wolf when it comes to habits. And it seems like it'll be a good fit for me heading into the winter months, which I'm a little nervous about, honestly, Um, just because I find seasonally mental health wise, it can be a struggle. And then, you know, you add on top of that, a layer of like, whatever, like the COVID (laughs) living through this, that mental struggle. And then, you know, so it's just like, okay, I need to need to do something. Like I need to get every tool going in my toolbox to keep feeling good throughout the winter. And, uh, yeah. So I'm also, I don't know if you can kind of see behind me my big calendar on the wall. I started um, crossing off each day that I did my 10,000 steps because it's kind of cool to have a visual too, to encourage me. But um, the, the case, okay, so the really funny thing about this is, and it drives Jeff crazy, is the second I hit the 10,000 steps, I take the watch off. <laughs> yes. And he's like, well, some days you get a lot more. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't particularly care, to be honest. Like my goal is 10,000 steps. That's it. And like, done. And because, do you know what the best part is? I hate wearing a watch. Like I really, really dislike it. And so I'm very motivated to take this thing off. So I like to get the steps in as fast as possible and have the freedom of not wearing this thing. Like it tracks sleep and everything, but I don't care. Like I just want to know the steps, get them in, get this thing off. Amazing. Um, I do want to just call back to what you were saying about feeling uneasy about the winter months. I think Mm -hmm. that a big piece of what we talked about today in that why exercise is that you needed to find a way to add that fuel to keep you on track and you're doing all the right stuff. You have the accountability Mm -hmm. of this podcast of talking to me, your watch, the 10,000 steps, putting those Mm -hmm. other strategies in place, like the pairing and the the visual marker and the chain and all of that. So adding the the why and being reminded of that on the regular is, is, uh, is good. I think that you got this winter's going to be great. I think so too. And I think that I have it very much in the top of my mind that rather than kind of get myself you know, or let myself get low, like keep myself at a, at a better level rather than, you know, have to fight back against it kind of thing. Exactly. And have to really work to bring it back. So yeah. Okay. Well, great, great job, Jenny. That is a fantastic win. I'm really trying my best pick. (laughs) All right. Well, let me tell you about my learn three words, doom scroll, doom scroll, doom scroll seen that word so much in the news lately. 
I know. And well, and you just said that it's designed to uh, keep my eyeballs on it. And then just what's happening in the world right now, I can, mm -hmm. it's like a, a bad car accident. I, I know I shouldn't look, oh. but I can't look away. So I... I kind I of had that with a pile of puke the other day when I was walking that I couldn't not look at. <laughs> well, this kid is kind of like that. Like it's a perfect <laughs> analogy. So anyhow, I am aware enough of it and I am doing my best to be mindful. And I deleted Twitter again. I had it back on. Now it's gone again. So <laughs> I'm, I continue to fight back against it. Is that your most pervasive one? Oh, it's always like the Twitter. one that like, sucks you in. Instagram, I don't get, like, I'll look at it a little bit. Facebook, I'll look at it a little bit. The other ones I don't really look at. Twitter is the one that, I don't know if it's just the people I'm following or the way that Twitter works and how it sort of sucks you into the negativity of what's happening in the news. But it's the one where I just can't stop I and I feel awful is. the whole time. See, because that one's not addictive for me. For me, it's the TikTok. But I yeah. wonder what that is. Because for me, I get very drawn into like the comedy stuff. And I think because I get that rush of like, I enjoy, like, I love have like having a good laugh is like my favorite thing in the world. And so I get sucked into that whole side of TikTok of like the funny stuff. But I wonder like, what is it about that Twitter doom scroll that is rewarding? Well, you're right, because there's obviously something rewarding about it. And even when I know it's not good for me, there's part of me that just wants to hold on to it like my soother and just scroll. Like, I don't understand it. And I'm sure that what you watched in that documentary speaks to it. It's about serotonin and dopamine mm -hmm. in my brain and a reward system. So yeah. as you said, also, when you were talking about that documentary, really, I just have to be mindful. And by the way, when there was a three-week period where I didn't look at Twitter, way better. Yeah. It's like you walk in 10,000 steps a day. You feel better. I don't look at the Twitter. Mm -hmm. I feel better. So I think that's that, so interesting, Peg. Yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm off the Twitter and um, hopefully I'll just stay off of it until after the U.S. election, which I think is, is fueling a lot of the, oh. the, the divisive talk online, which is hard to watch and read. It's rough, isn't it? Yeah. So I will mm -hmm. um, focus on the main headlines if I feel like it, but I'm not going to look at Twitter. Wow. Good on you, because, oh man. Yeah, I don't know why Twitter doesn't, it just isn't that engaging for me. I like it, like I like it from a news perspective, but it doesn't suck me in for whatever reason. Hmm. That's so interesting. Definitely. Hmm. Interesting. All right. We'll go well, into and... a seven whys on that later. <laughs> yeah, I probably could dig into that. Yeah. All right, uh, and speaking of that, that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Remember to let us know what is your why? We would love to hear about it. For questions or comments, send an email to the Improvement Project at drpeggymalone.com. You can come and say hi on the socials. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse, and I am on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag the Improvement Project. As usual, you'll find all the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at theimprovementproject.com. If this episode was helpful at all for you, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. This is the number one way that new listeners find our podcast. So if you found it helpful or entertaining, pass it on. We also have a Facebook group. So search for the Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. And to watch Peggy discuss these podcasts live every Thursday at noon Eastern. Woo -woo. That's, right. That's right. TNL, Thursday noon live. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. Twitter. Now I kind of want to go on Twitter. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Thank you so much for staying until the end of this episode of the Improvement Project podcast. Now, if you're here, I have a feeling that you are interested in being a better human by upleveling your habits and routines. And I want to thank you for listening and do something special for you to help you with that. Jenny and I have shared that in times of uncertainty, your habits can ground you. The year 2020 has certainly been uncertain and has pushed my anxiety buttons more than a few times. My habits have really helped me to take better care of myself as we navigate these strange days, and I'm hoping that my experience can help you too. With that in mind, I want to share a free resource that I have created with some habits that you can adopt in the midst of these uncertain times to help you calm anxiety, take care of yourself and your family, and control what you can as you navigate the weirdness of this time in history. Head to fivehabits.drpeggymalone.com now to download this resource and start feeling calmer right away. That's the number five habits.drpeggymalone.com. You got this. Big love to you. Stay focused and get after it, my friend.